Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that the audio quality on the first eight episodes is a little bit lower. Uh, episode nine was Scott Stripling. We got mics and started improving our audio quality from there. Feel free to skip around. Bradley Wells. Ah, Christian, we're back. We're Doing back. it again. Episode um, number six. Six, and we are a day early. Yes. It's not Friday. Just it's in not case Friday you have to look at in case anyone was missing that. No. Thursday, February 13th. 14th, 16th, no? 15th. Yeah, it's the 15th of the month. 15th. The day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Wow, you want to just like start this all over again? No, this is so good. It's all perfect. The day after Valentine's Day. The day after Valentine's Day. So wow. did you have a good turkey dinner last night? I was really hungry. <laughs> that's, I think that's where it's coming from. I'm really hungry. I'm like, mmm, turkey. Gravy. Who doesn't want turkey and gravy all the time? Well, if you haven't been watching this before, I'm Brad from Thank You Serving, and this is Chris. From Division, Winwood, as well as First Surf Shop. That's right, and we are actually here at Division instead of uh, at the First Shop like we've been doing the last five episodes. That's right, and it's a little different looking. I mean, you've been here a couple times. Yeah, I like it. It's a little bit more concrete, it's a little bit more skate. Uh, we got a little tattoo shop that's attached to this as well, as well as an event space, of which, if I can put a little plug in here. Ah, plug it. We are having a little event tomorrow night where we're having a discussion so on- So this is- Oh, Friday, Friday February, February Thank you, please. Help it's me gonna out be the 16th? 16th, February 16th. Tomorrow, Friday, that we are doing a little seminar 101 on Anuradmu. Okay, that's kind of backwards. It really just says Marijuana 101. And we're doing a little seminar tomorrow here at 7 p.m. to talk about everything medicinal, um, from your CBD oils, to your hand salves, to are you smoking the right kind of stuff. And, and really just, again, going away from the stereotype of your spicoli and kind of just teaching a little bit more of the medicinal values to a wonderful plant that they call very cool. So you guys are doing some programming here. It's good We're trying. You know, if you have ideas, if you want to do stuff, if you want to grab a group and talk about things. Do you guys have space? We've got 3,600 square feet. We've got plenty of space. How Come many? down. That's a lot of that's a lot of it's feet. A, it's a room for like what, 40 people? Well, if you've ever been to First people? Surf Shop, we are about 1,500 square feet, so we are double in a change past that. Hmm. So we have skate surf shop part here we've got the tattoo part that goes around the corner and then the event space in the back plus a whole courtyard the courtyard's awesome courtyard is cool yeah really that we can kind of do stuff so we that is our first little hosting event that we're doing and if again you got things that you want to talk about things you want to do groups you want to gather we are here to gather and we're here to help awesome we try right well let's uh talk about the surf that we've had yes. and um have we had, uh, we, well, you know, we had a little fun weekend. Yeah, there was, um, you know, it's this summertime, springtime pattern that we're in. Is this like, early? Like, I mean, I yeah, feel like last week when we kind of talked about it, we saw this coming up and we we're saying, oh, look at this high pressure setting up. Yep, and Looks it like did. It. Okay. And then we've been getting kind of bursts of stronger wind, which have given us a little bit of windswell uh, from time to time at the right tides. Pretty much like we talked about last week, only it happened. <laughs> Over the weekend, right. we had really nice weather. So good. I know. And, and everybody was like out, and it was like just a cool beach day, and super fun. People were smiling, and it was like high fives, and it wasn't that big. It was like huh. thigh, maybe waist high. Yeah, yeah. And not much more than that. 
But it broke pretty much Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And uh, a little leftover weather. Monday, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And the weather was super nice. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. So uh, as we got further through the week, at the lower tides, there's been just enough wind to make like a knee-high wave. So right. if you want to get out, you can get up. And I saw in your post this morning that it was a little bit of a trace swamp. Because I saw that and I was like, what are we doing? What's going on? Yeah, so that's, I guess, sort of indicative of the season that we're kind of in or the transition that's occurring. Right, usually coming into spring, we see a little bit more east-southeast winds. Right, but there was a north swell sort of just like from this like almost cold front that almost sort of passed us. Didn't really get all the way down, but it created, I guess, just enough north wind in our window to create a little swell. And I swear, like mid morning, there were some sets coming in, even up, um, like not at the best spots, like right. maybe in thigh high ground swell. Wow. And I imagine at the better spots, maybe like probably pushing like waist or stomach high on the peaks. So kind of funny, it showed up out of nowhere. Um, if you walked outside this morning, you kind of felt like it was a little drier, a little cooler than we've had. You're right. And You're right. that that same sort of system brought a little little wave in. Kind wow. Seems like weather was behind that, but I just say it's the Bermuda Triangle. No, it that's really it. Is. I, I mean, mean, I don't get it. There is no buoy reading um, that said that there was really any swell in our, right. in our window. There was not very much wind in our window to even push something into the buoys readings um all in all it was just like did you get out today <laughs> i worked oh you worked that yeah, was yeah i love my clients anybody get out there I saw, I saw some people out uh, yeah i mean there was like one guy out uh right when the swell started to pick up and i was like that is a very lucky individual uh, Lucky swells. Yeah, Lucky yeah. peeps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is what it is. Like, when you are really dedicated to the game, you can go out there, even uh, in South Beach, and surf by yourself. And, I mean, you just got to be that dedicated. Yeah, you know, there was somebody I knew that surfed a little bit more the Surfside Harbor House area. Uh -huh. uh, Johnny, as some would know, he worked for Delta. And he was a little fun shaper, but he was one of those guys who lived across the street. Uh, and was literally on it all the time. Yeah. And he would write it down in his calendar every single year, would kind of mark it down. It would almost be a great bellwether where you'd call him up and you'd be like, so let me see some of the past of what was going on and kind of give you an idea. But the guy would literally serve 200 days out of the year. And I was like, 200 days Incredible. here, here. So it just goes to show that you you know, <laughs> you really have to be on it all the time. Yeah. I live across the street from the beach. No, like I live at the beach and I'm on it like as much as. And this I, is before social media for him and any of that stuff. So he wasn't even checking stuff. He was just going outside. He was looking when at you it. Live, when you live at the ocean yeah. and you see it, you're just like, huh, a wave. Great. I'm going to go surf that wave. And that's pretty much as, as much as you need to do in terms of forecasting. Well, you need to do that and then go to first surf shop right afterwards. I'm just saying. Yeah, right on the beach. Come on, <laughs> so uh, what else we got That's going good. on? I mean, uh, so well, I mean, coming on, sir. Do we see anything coming up? I mean, more of the same, really. And, right. You know, it's kind of interesting that because I, I saw like the seven to ten, and there was nothing favorable on there. Yeah, the whole seven to ten day forecast is pretty minimal. Um, we are seeing, like we talked about before, this kind of like east, east southeast sort of pattern, right. and it is creating a bit of trade swell up above the Bahama Bank. So. If you were, say, like in Satellite Beach, anywhere in the Space Coast right. this morning, beautiful waves, chest high, glassy, ground swell, and um, I just don't see any of that here. I was talking to the Larson clan, which is an old, 
old school Miami family here. Uh -huh. their, their daughters, <coughs> Zoe and, um, and Mia, are killing it out there. But they're going up tomorrow, and they were saying that Fort Pierce or in that Central Florida area should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Glassy. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, like I said, like this uh, trade swells east, east, southeast, right. kind of three to four, maybe, you know, at nine, ten seconds. And that's, that's great. That's great size for Florida. And when you can get good wins with it, it's definitely worth the trip. It's just kind of hard to push yourself to go up there when you know What's it's What's a guarantee like? It's big. still kind of like a 50-50, you go up there, good possibility of getting stunk or you're getting waves nonetheless? No, you're definitely gonna get waves. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to go up for waist-high waves. As a lot of us are. Yeah, I mean, you gotta kind of change your mentality. I try to work all the time, I never go up anymore. We've gone up a couple times and scored. Good. Good, so, that works. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, we're gonna have some waves locally. You just kind of have to wait for the right tide and like the wind to push up just enough to make some waves. And then up coast, if you're watching the winds, every time there's not wind, uh, there's probably a little wave. So yeah, definitely rideable. Anything coming up time. this weekend as far as happenings? I know last weekend, or was it this last weekend? Was it before it was a surf rider event. And uh -huh. not much happens last weekend. Anything else coming up within the realms? I don't. I know that first we don't have anything relatively soon. Tomorrow we have a little event with Division. Uh, we're at Division with uh, medical marijuana. Uh -huh. Thank you, surfing. Uh, well, actually, the only thing that I can think of is Jose's wedding. That's Jose. actually. Yeah, what's up, Jose? Awesome. Congratulations. I'm excited for you. We were about to do this this live casting yeah. at your wedding, we but Brad decided it. he wanted to do it today. And uh, I, was I thought like, it'd be so nicer. Yeah. You know. Although, I haven't met your wife yet, but when I do, I will tell her the story and be like, you're lucky that I didn't do this on your wedding. It might have been a nice idea. I think it'd be funny. I mean, we still could reconsider and do it. I don't think so. Well, I'm coming after. But uh, that's the only thing going on, really. Um, that's my weekend plan is uh, basically hang out at uh, Jose's wedding. Well, it is boat show in town as well, so there are activities there going is on boat show. from Key Biscayne all the way up to mid Miami Beach up in Fouillets. Um There is first surf shop on the beach, and we're always having a good time. So we just swing by there. Did I just shamelessly plug three times? Oh, so good. I mean, I mean. You gotta do it. That's your job. I do gotta do it. What else? Oh, on Thank You Surfing, we posted a local lens from Annie. Annie to Roger. And Coffin to Roger. And it is pretty awesome. Yeah, she, she shoots amazing stuff. And it's, you know, someone uh, walked by my desk when I was uh, posting all the stuff on the blog. And it's a guy that does branding, super smart guy. and. And I was like, you know, these are just like, they're somehow different. And like, he took like a halfway size sideways glance and just said, yeah, uh, those are moments in time. Those aren't like images that she went out to capture. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. That's exactly what it is. And that's, I guess that's the magic of it. You know, like Annie's out there enough to know when it's a magical moment. And she sits there and just goes, Bop, and then it just turns into that sort of like, Gold. Absolutely. No, she has a good finger on that pulse. And yeah, I mean, the best days of the year, she's pretty much behind the lens yep. for a part of it. If not Which is surfing. crazy because she kills it surfing. I know. Like longboard and shortboard. That's got to be part of and, it too. And she used to be an amateur pro. For those of you that know Annie and maybe not know a lot of her background, uh, I mean, she 
kind of killed it and was kind of on that forefront. I'm, you know, almost wanted to see her be as good as she was younger 10 years later oh, when so there was a lot more attention to it, right? Like, it was like girls were like fighting boys to try to get some sort of attention. This was like just as Roxy was starting to come around, just as Lisa Anderson was right. kind of having a little bit more of carrying that flag of like yeah, yeah. the first like hardcore women. I mean, there were so many great surf women surfers before that, Frida Zamba and everyone else, but um, you know, Annie growing up at that point, um, such amazing talent, um, it's so hard. But you know, she's one of the East Coast girls that were kind of doing stuff. Um, she still kills it. Still kills it on a longboard, great stealer. Yeah. So uh, we posted, when we post, you know, about 10 pictures and she sent over like a whole barrage of stuff. She and probably has thousands. Oh my and God. And so many imagine. that nobody's seen. Yeah, as a matter of fact. And she's so critical on her own stuff that she's probably like, that's not worth it. That's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Any one of us would look at it and be like, like, I'll take it. Yeah. Like, can I frame that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, one of the images we posted uh, was a flip and flip was like, I had never seen that shot. I was like, that is a, and it's a really, really good shot. I wonder how many pictures are out there between Annie that we're talking about, as well as all the other artists or like, photographers that have gone on. Like, imagine, like, so many good shots. Like, there's so many of us that are just like, God, I never made a great pick. It might be somewhere. No, it's definitely in someone's hard drive, right. sitting like, or a external hard drive, like rotting away in a closet. We really somewhere. need to go ahead and do one of those um, photo exposés that we had done before uh -huh. once at the shop, where we just have all the local photographers do it again. I mean, it's a great time. We hang out. We have some brews. We eat some amazing tacos. Oh, this guy kills a fucking taco game. He really do. Like, I mean, if you're gonna have a taco stand, I would go. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Shredded beef and stuff like that is. Another career option? I'm just saying, we got a little space in the back, 36 minutes. I do have 30. Yeah, we do. I hey, do like to cook. I do. I mean, can this be now our anchor spot? Well, I don't know. Maybe our anchor spot. Maybe we move it as far as doing our thank you surfing live. We can do it from everywhere. Yeah, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. We are live and direct from where we're sitting. Where we are. <laughs> where we're sitting. We are in Wynwood on 26th and 5th Ave. Yeah. And we have fun back here. I mean, it's a little bit kind of off the beaten path, which is why we came out here. Like, everybody is kind of moving in this direction off of 2nd Avenue in this way. And we said, hey, let's have some fun. We got some empty streets. We'll throw some there know, little, little big, skate ramps out there. There's a big space, yeah. especially considering how much outdoor space. Yeah, have. but it's so fun. I keep inviting people out here. I'm like, let's go party. Like, I've got so much room. Let's do some poker matches. Yossi, I'm eyeballing you. And, uh, you know, so we, we, we'll try to keep doing fun stuff. I like being here. It's uh, definitely a nice change. If you uh, check out the Instagram story I did before, uh, you'll see some of this stuff. Oh, I've got a new bugger. I haven't seen it. Um, so we do have some other stuff to talk about this week. Um, the first thing, and I don't know this about you, so I'm actually kind of interested to know, um, is how did you learn how to surf? That is it. You know, <laughs> Learning to surf in general, I want to know how you learned to surf and just your thoughts on learning to surf because it's not easy and nope. um and if you don't have any sort of resources around you to tap into i mean well granted now there's you know so much of the internet that you can kind of tap into you can see videos and you can do all that stuff but when we were growing up there were no videos i mean oh, the fact that you could even ask somebody was one of the kind of like this cool thing where you're like if you have to ask you don't know or you shouldn't be doing it okay so like, that's what you felt like yeah very and i'm and i'm totally like the not cool kid 
that like I was just kind of blending in and just wanted to be a wallflower. I didn't want to like stir the pot. And I grew up on like your 71st Street Normandy Isle area. So a lot of the areas I learned to surf were on 69th Street in Collins. Um, back this then, is all in Miami Beach, Florida. Miami Beach, Florida. Um, and back then there was a surf shop called Tradewinds uh -huh. that had just opened up on 69th with Sam and Jaime Brunstein. And the only and the other shops that were were north of us were Iowa Water Sports, and then as well as Bird Surf Shop. And then to the south of us, we well, um, had some shops. Right, it was Exile, and there was there was certain. I mean, we've had a rich surf culture since the late '30s. Okay. You know, we've had so many shops that have come through there. So for me, growing up in that Mid Beach area, I was able to access Harbor House and Hall over to the north, uh -huh. and then kind of hang out at South Beach. But in each place, that was kind of like your range. Yeah, but each place is I made sure that I made. So how I, did, I, I didn't make any ripples. One. I mean, it's like I, I just but, made but before sure. Before that, before that, like oh, day one, it was like, it was Woolworth. There was a Woolworth on Seventy Third Street in uh, Collins in Miami Beach, and they had the styrofoam boards. I'm sorry, that is not eco-friendly whatsoever. It's, but David, you got out right, there, right? And, right. So, and, and then I, and what I would do is like at the low tide, I would run with the little with the little waves, and I would go and try to jump on. I tried to jump on, and I split a couple, and my mom was so mad. And it was one of those things because they broke so easy. They yeah, were not yeah, yeah, yeah. meant to be surfed in. No, no, no. But now that I think about it, they had all these rails underneath. There was no fins and stuff like that. And they might have been a little bit more advanced in their time. Anyway, so past that. So that was fun. So you, got, but how did you even uh, decide that you wanted to do My that? mom got me into it. No way. Uh, my mom's Peruvian and, you know, we, come, we have a lot of coastline. And we lived on the beach. And I guess at some point she was like, we were always going to the beach because she loved the beach. So at that point she was like... You know, here this is happening. Other things that be, you lay on this, and I'm like, lay on it. I don't want to stand on it. And then I broke it, and I was like, Meh. and then you know, and then all of a sudden you have like little Mori boogie boards that you try to stand uh -huh. on, and then the Mori boogie boards with like the little fins that clip that like yeah, came in and I out. Right? This. Like if you got that Mori boogie board, you were stoked. And yeah. yes, yes, we all started boogieing at some point. So all right, that's and, basically how I started. And then I got like a fifty dollar used board, a Damien surfboard with a green fin that was like the longest thing that at low tide, if you kept on surfing, it would hit the sandbar and it would like launch you forward. Um, and I got that from my, I mean, from uh, Tradewind Surf Shop and then you kind of grew from there. So who taught you like even how to stand on a board or anything? You just figured it out? But I mean, did you watch other people or? Right, I mean, at the local beach that I was at on 69th, 65th, it's not like we had a lot of people. There was, right. I mean, there was like some local kids I went to school with that we kind of did that. And then you would go to the other beaches and you would get on your board and you'd paddle because, oh wait, no, back then, Corky Carroll, and these guys, and everybody on the ASP had it uh, for the contest. Anytime the contest was on like Channel 39 or something like that, uh -huh. the, the WB back in the day. Uh -huh. And they would have surf contests there and you would kind of watch that. And of course, like when I was you know, a kid, North Shore, the movie came out. So I think a lot of it was just watching and saying, okay, I see this is what it's supposed to be like. And I think as a kid, you learn so much more, you learn so much quicker. Really? Be, yeah, because like I think you under like someone teaches the mechanics or you see the way it's supposed to do and there's no preconceived notions. There's no I can't do that. You see it and you try to do it, and then you just do it. You know, and um, as and I've noticed that in teaching people as well, that kids pick it up a lot quicker than adults do. And I think a lot of that is that preconceived notion. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that was kind of how I started and kind of grew from there. But there was nobody to talk to. Hey, I'm Jay. Very nice, my friend. Very nice. I like this guy. Hey, everybody. How are you? How are you doing? Very nice, my friend here. Very good self. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. What's this little guy? Thing in tooth. I have something very nice, huh? Eh? Yes. <laughs> Santi, if you want to join us, 
little buddy. Yeah, come on in. Ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing in Santi Sanz, hey, uh, some heavy alternative. It's too nice to be And somebody you'd love to ask questions on, how do you get such perfect hair after taking your motorcycle helmet off? I don't get it. I don't get it. Welcome to Santi Sanz. Come on in, buddy. There you go. Cheers. Welcome. Cheers. 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 Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Currently, Bradley had asked me about learning to surf and how I learned to surf and kind of how that process. How old were you and how did you learn? So, I remember I lived in Kendall. Well, initially I moved to the States. Well, I moved to the States. Um, lived in Club Atlantis on 26 and Collins. Never thought about surfing. Little, little kid. Um, moved out to Kendall, but... So if you well, lived on the beach, you're like, surfing, I don't know. But when you went inland, you're yeah, like, that's I kind of like the beach. Yeah, it's like, oh, I missed something. I don't know what it is. I think it's the beach. Um, ended up going, uh, I think I was about 12 or 13. And I remember taking the bus. This is when Don Carter's was on, on Don Carter's. Yeah. So yes. 137th. I'd walk to Don Carter's with some, actually, my first board I had was probably like an SBU hand me down from probably like Dennis. What's crazy, do you think you'd be able to make it on the Metro bus these days with a board anymore? Like I knew as a kid, because I'd take it from Normandy, yeah. and I'd be able to take the, the I don't I'd think surfboard. I don't yeah. think they would do it anymore. Yeah. Those things are so packed. Yeah. So I would actually, I remember on the right back, I was fucking full of sand. <laughs> bus driver's mad at you, because they have to sleep out <laughs> Where the bus drivers actually swept and did stuff out. But I was young enough where they wouldn't give me shit. Right. Like, oh, he's a little kid, he's here by himself, where those parents saw, don't worry about him. It's a different time different time you know before like yes. abductions and all that so yeah, um so i take the bus from don carter's to the metro metro to government center government center take a bus to the beach and i'd go with like two of my two of my buddies surf for the rest of like the whole day and uh eventually come back well backtrack a couple years back i used to skimboard believe it or not we all did i shouldn't even said that that's okay Whatever. I skimboard. I broke my femur on fucking second, and uh, it's uh, on, on second tree. I broke my femur. Okay. Put me out. Yeah, skimming so. or rollerblading? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it for those of you that rollerblade. I'm just kidding. That's fine. That was fine. I was. But yeah, that, that, was, that was basically. And I remember the first like actual way where I actually rolled the line. I was right. I was like I said. It was like an SBU. It was probably like a like a six five. I was maybe like I don't know five. Feet at the time, <laughs> like five feet. I remember, and it was right off the jetty with the old, uh, the pier. old, uh, yeah, the old pier. And I remember riding the wave and realizing, like, I'm not riding wet, like white water, you know, like it's I'm the like, wave, it's, it's like a fucking water. wave, it's like you're like, like a face, right, yeah, right. Like, really and I'm riding, it. I'm like, I'm really doing, doing this, I'm doing it, and then it's like, and then I just hit a rock. And I swear, like, right. since that day, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Wow. Well, that's How did you even get the uh, motivation to leave Kendall? To, I mean, because it's not. There's really no, like three you don't really need a lot of well, you don't really need a lot of motivation to leave Kendall. Especially just, <laughs> you just leave. Especially I think, I think Kendall was like maybe the western edge of Miami back then. It was like, the Wild West. There right. was really nothing there. Like, you probably there was still Carter's, see there Gators was, walking right, streets. Right, right. No, it was, it was just I remember it was Don Carter's and the Publix and a lot of fields. Right. And. Maybe like one nothing or two, like, let me just, yeah, there's right. nothing, nothing to do. 
But it seems like there was a lot of skaters that came out of like mm-hmm. that Kendall, South Miami area. Yeah, yeah. Because in a sense, there was nothing else to do, and there was plenty of area to kind of do that. And skate. Skate was cool. Skate is cool. What was that? Yeah, there was some bank. There was a yeah. Never mind. But yeah, Kendall skateboarding. That was the only thing we had to do until we. Bradley, where did you? I mean, I'm guessing originally from New York. Yeah. Learning to surf was in New York. How old were you? How old were you when you started? Started uh, surfing when you first kind of figured I mean, it like, out. Real well, when I finally like got like a wave, I was probably thirteen. Yeah, 14. I mean I agree. I like I, I, mean, start, I, surfing I learned when I was like ten or eleven, but I don't think I like knew how to surf until I was like thirteen or fourteen. From just like not being you know inconsistencies, you know mom. I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to surf. I know. Yes, yeah, for sure. I know. <laughs> I, that cup pack is so looting. That was. I was really young when I wanted to do it. I knew from like the time I was like five or six that I had older brothers and like they used to bring magazines home and I'd be like, I wanna do that. Like that. So your older brothers were surfing ahead of you or they a little bit they tried it, they skated, they used a boogie board, uh there was some sort of board riding component. Exactly. And um yeah, so I started skating when I was like five. And then um snowboarding came in, I started snowboarding a lot. And so surfing was like the next thing for me. And I was like, for sure. And I was already in the ocean boogie boarding and stuff a lot. And my mom was like, no, the sharks will get you. Yeah. And I was like, and how, and how was that wetsuit life growing up? Did it, did, oh, did, did, was wetsuit just part of your life? That yeah, you, I mean, because growing up down here, like we wore wetsuits, maybe if you could afford one, once right. a year. Um, but I, but like, I wonder what that was like sure. growing up. I, with, bought, I bought a wetsuit. I have a picture of me in a wetsuit that I bought that I gave my parents to buy me at Costco or like whatever, Sam's Club or something like that when I was probably like nine years old or something. You go on a limb and say it was probably too big on you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you get like full water. Right, yeah, yeah. Stitching was weird, the whole structure. But I looked awesome. Yes. I was like ready to go. You were like, let me get some Zinka up in there. Oh, I had some Zinka, the whole, yeah, man. It was like late 80s, early 90s. I was ready for it. And so, yeah, so I was like really like about it, and uh, my folks, my brothers, no one I knew was like nobody wanted to go surfing, and so I just like kept it as something that I always wanted to Did do. You live close to the beach? I lived like ten miles from the beach. Something like How did you get down there? Uh, my folks would take me. We go to the beach a lot, you know, like all summer long. We go to the beach. And um, eventually, how about community? Like, what did you? No, was there, was there when I was like? Because I felt like growing up here, it wasn't as if there was like a huge surf community. It was I. I almost compare it to what no, like so to much, like Venice back in the like the seventies. There, there were so days. many like things keeping you from it. Like, like here, especially like the old locals, they would right. just shit on you. Like, shit like, on you. Like, like, like you're like, yeah, grown You didn't know how to turn a board, so you kind of like run into them, or you drop <laughs> in, and you didn't know how to like you know. You know, kick out of the yeah. way. Because, so like you said, you no one told you. Yeah. Right. And no you just do anything. Nothing. So you're like, wait, that's not allowed? I'm yeah. like, so I wasn't supposed to do what I just did. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, uh, and back it, then, before there were lawyers. It's a great I mean, feeling when you're about to get your ass kicked by a right. grown man. Grown ass man. Probably 10 or 11 years old, <laughs> which is. That's surfing in. Right. And, and that's and, how people and, learn how to surf. And it's funny because there's this. You know, a conversation that we constantly have back and forth with people, and you're just like, you know, some people miss that localism where they're just like, it's necessary to have somebody that barks in the water yeah. that kind well, of like regulates the situation. I mean, and that's then what there's gets like, and, and then there's like the 
you know, the free form where you're just like, oh, we should be educating people more, which we should as uh, absolutely. Both. No, and, you and learn I, you learn by trial and error. <laughs> That's it. Lumps and bruises. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, listen, as, as, for, for my side and what I do out of the surf shop is I, I try to like educate to the level of, hey, you go out somewhere and you're new, you look, <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to spread the alone. But you know, at the end of the day, you're just saying, look, common sense. You go out somewhere, you see a bunch of people, chances are the surf's pretty decent there. There's plenty of waves breaking everywhere. Right. Find yourself in another area when you feel like you get to that point, then you graduate and you say, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and test myself over there. But surfing is so much like chess. You know, aside the waves, I mean, for us, we have to constantly like size the waves up, but at the same time, who can surf well? Who doesn't surf well? Some surfers look like they wanna catch more lefts than they do rights. Some oh, people are better on their backside or on their front side. And so, but like, if you're able to go out there, size people up while you're there, I mean, it kinda adds to the game, I and mean, for what we lack well, on not, surf, I mean, not, we not, gotta not pick it up in mental games. Not necessarily like size people up, but I mean, they give people shit if they get in your way. Or if you get in their way, you know, it's just a common courtesy, like, hey, my bad. Well, there's rules. Right. There's rules to the lineup, and we all know those rules. But did experience. you know those rules when Hell you Hell no. Right. You exactly. by trial and error. It's like, right. oh, shit, I should well, so, and, then, and then when a situation happens, are you the type of person that is going to help educate the moment? Or are you going to go, I'm but educating people. I'm I mean, if it's a young kid, I'd be like, come here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But if it's yeah. like somebody my age, I mean, there's that defensive. But at the same time, you got to realize, like, maybe they don't you even know, know. I'm, but, You're but, my age, you should fucking know this, But man. maybe they don't. Yeah, well, there's I'm, there's not gonna, I'm not going to go buy him a beer over it. You know? yeah. I'm like, hey, let's go have a fucking talk. Let's go to Ted's and fucking No, it's not. With the little kids, though, I mean, for right. sure. And, yeah, and, little kids for sure. And, and, and sometimes, and like, little you know, like, if you is like, like relative word now. There was a kid the other day, like, I was, I looked right. at him, I was like, yeah. this, it's like, a grown man. Yeah, this is a grown ass Something man. Like, he could definitely be sent off to war. I know he drove here, <laughs> you know? And he just has no idea what he's doing. But at all. all. Because people are learning late as well. Yeah. I mean, there's, a plan, there's plenty of people, like, him. my business partner, right. Mark Amas, didn't learn to surf really until he was like 16. 16, which is a little bit later in the sense of whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, the guy, yeah, but the guy, no, but the guy, but he's been such a great skater as a kid and just yeah. had such That's great natural talent that he picked it up at 16 and when he was like that, he was able to just like yeah. kill it. And, you know, and there's people that pick it up late that just never get it. Yeah, but I hate that saying. It's like, oh, you skateboard? Then you can definitely surf. No way. Well, listen, it's the same thing. Well, they tell me that with snowboarding, and I've never really snowboarded. I yeah, tried it once on ice, and everyone's just like, oh, you surf? You'll be fine. I remember yeah. they, they tell me, oh, oh, you'll pick up, you skate and surf? Yo, you'll pick up. Hard? No, dude. No? Until you're fucking tumbling down the fucking mountains. Yeah, I mean, it's until you realize, okay, this is nothing like I've ever fucking done before. Like, it's just. Trial and error. Yeah. All right, let's switch topics here. Right. You bring up something interesting. Uh, so this is the next thing that I was uh, looking to talk about. Snowboarding's on in the Olympics now. Surfing is coming up for the Olympics. And what do you guys think about the Olympics taking stuff like snowboarding and surfing and putting it into that like global competitive Person? level? Personally, yeah, yeah, I hate it. Really? Is there any reason why I started skateboarding, surfing? Is because it was just something that none of the fucking jocks did, you know. Okay. That's it was like my own little yeah counterculture yeah. shit. Like it was my my own little. But did you do it to be like rebellious? One hundred fucking percent. Really? Yeah, of course. It was just something that it was like. I mean, I mean, back in you know the late '80s, early '90s, it's like it was. I didn't you know I didn't play football with fucking Johnny and fucking 
Tony, you know what I mean? Like I skateboarded I because I did I, I wanted did. to do something different and I listened to punk rock because it was different. It was you know, testing yeah. the establishment. So once it becomes popularized and gets kind of in the norm, it fucking sucks. It's like you, you take away that like my special it place. takes away my nostalgia. Right. Well, it takes away that little special place that you felt like you Right, it was mine. Now it's everybody's like that sucks. Uh, I mean, that's my own personal opinion. No, no, yeah, no. Absolutely. It's a very valid and a very uh, widely held opinion. And for good reason. I mean, uh, from a serving standpoint, waves are a, a definitely here a very scarce resource. Right. There's only so many waves coming in in a year, and right. if you're there, you're there. And right. if you're not, 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 not in the future. I mean, it's well, we're now with wave pools, right? All right. And, so, and that's where that kind of segues yeah. into and stuff. But, you know, to go back on your point about snowboarding and stuff like that. Um, you know, watching Chloe Kim when you're going, at, watching at, Sean White. Nestor talking shit already. Santi, Santi talks, talks a lot of shit. <laughs> I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> Santi, where's Rico's under it's, Santi, All right, so we're getting some... Uh, I do, I do. We're getting some comments Thank you, here. Thank you, Rico. Uh, we're getting some comments here from the internet. <laughs> from the peanut gallery. Rico, you could at least wash those underwears. Uh, oh. But going back on that, you no, have these snowboarders these. that are just so good in general. And like when you like Sean White's first run yeah. was pretty epic, and you thought, "Fuck, this guy's 31." Not that that's old, but like in that terms, Real. it is. And and he was like laying it down, and then the Japanese guy comes and one ups him, and you're just like, "How does he beat that?" And then his second run was half the score of what he had before, and you're like, "Hey, he's got one more run, one more run to make this happen to beat the guy." You're this is the top of the game and stuff like that. So like. As it is, these guys are, 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 are pushing at such a high level. And then on top of that, they're getting amped at what they're yeah. seeing in front of them. And it's enough to push them to the next level and still deliver under such hard pressures and win to that point. And, and at that point, for me, that's exciting. Like, I, I see little that's things That's how like, you become a fan. Right. I, I see little things like the way that he would tweak his neck and really pull his neck up to the turns that he was doing. Yeah. And the way that he would drastically pull that neck was how much spin he was going to get. Oh, yeah. And then the way that he delivered and stuff like that. It was just impressive to watch. It's just cool, I think, run to run to be able to kind of compare apples to apples. Right. You can't do that in surfing. Right. No, but, and, and but from I mean, a competitive standpoint, that's funny. Like You hear the tricks on, like, you, you hear Sean White talk about his run. And it's uh -huh. like, corkscrew, 540. Right. It's like, I can't even fucking put that shit. Like, I can't even, like, fat. Like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> and he, like, he does it. Right. And, and it, I, I don't know. I just think like snowboarding. I mean, it's cool, but it I mean, looks it's easy. just no. It's just it's just it's <laughs> fucking it's so mind-boggling. Really like it's like it's like a 720 in a, like on a snowboard is like yeah, it's normal. It's thing that's what people do. Yeah. It's like it's well, they've raised, they've raised the bar. They've raised this. Right, but that's what's cool about it. Well, I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, the, no the normal isn't normal anymore. Like I probably I just wouldn't have a hard time going like, straight. Too many degrees. <laughs> so, okay, well then how does this work into like now the surfing now? Because snowboarding's been around for a little while, for a couple Olympics now. Yeah. Surfing is now jumping into the right. realm of the Olympic sports. Um, and I mean, I, have, they, have they mentioned what, I, I know WSL is involved a little bit. Yeah. So are they, are They're we going, be a wave pool. Are, but are we going off the Kelly wave pool? Or, so. I mean, because there's a couple other wave pools that are coming online. And then, sure or are they creating getting... their own? Or are they going, I mean. I'm pretty Probably. sure it's gonna be the Kelly Wade pool. And that guy's got pool. Kelly's got pool? Stop. And it's Kelly Cole. Kelly, Kelly Sater's pool. Oh no. my god. <laughs> nah, no way. 
I've <laughs> known everyone sold at first surf shop. First surf shop. Do you know how many? <laughs> you know, that was 20, like my six. Twenty dollars. Oh with, no. With, no. Sorry, thirty dollars yes. without the bro discount. <laughs> Can I get a discount, bro? <laughs> it's gonna be very interesting to see how surfing transitions into it because snowboarding was already like apples to apples so it was kind of easy this is like a major leap in competitive surfing because it's going to be in a pool well let me and and style plays into this as well because how do you rate style or do they take that away because obviously the judging criteria has got to be different think about it 30 years ago they didn't even let snowboarders get on the lifts to go on the top of the mountain yeah, now and all of a sudden really? yeah uh, Steve, Carval uh, Steve Carvalero put a post on Instagram right. with like some like I started snowboarding. Yeah, I'm saying they then. wouldn't let they wouldn't, and now it's part of the Olympics, where it w they wouldn't even let the people practice. There's the still mountains where, in the United States where surfing has been really? practiced yeah. for so many fucking years, and is more acceptable. Yet snowboarding is part of the Olympics. Surfing is right. So well, I, I think there was a controlled environment. Obviously, right. surfing. Some of the beauty of it is the unruly. On the so fact that it's just it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that's that forever love affair that we have with the ocean. How many days have you like? It's like, oh, we're gonna postpone this con contest because the swell just hasn't filled in. It's yeah. So frustrating. Right. Well, that's why we never have contests. Frustrating, right? Very big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, so it comes up on the next Olympics. And I guess there's going to be different judging criteria. What that wave pool is going to look yeah. like, we don't really know. I mean, but it is an even playing field, right? I mean, in a sense, it's it an even be. playing field, it right? Because be. like, honestly, they're going to have rights, and then they're going to have lefts, and then whether you're goofy or regular, you're going to have to hit it. And are you going to? What, 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 what do they judge? What do they judge? Because obviously, if a wave like Kelly's has barrel section, has some launch pad sections, has like, some that, like rail rail sections, that whole like priority thing is going to go out of. It's yeah, going to right. be right. Yeah, it's it's like, 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 right. How many runs? Right. That's, you have, you have three runs. That's you have three runs right. to kind of kill. So it's, it's like you have this. These are your fucking five waves. Right. Well, but I mean, listen. There's no pro like that's top, top, top two waves. It's, it's the whole competitive like aspect of it sucks. Which the wave surfing itself should never be wave selection ends. But at the end of the day, it's always the same wave. But this is the Olympics. But this is the Olympics, right? You're supposed to be at the creme of the creme. So they're giving you three shots. Three shots. You're getting three shots to make it happen, right? In snowboarding, he has three opportunities to be able to get the best score. And at that point, it's this is where nerves. This is where skill and this is where ability kind of comes well, in. What do they have in, in the like Winter Olympics? They have like the cross country. Right. So there's still like natural aspects where it's like now they said that they had to postpone the whole like cross country right, thing because of the aspects. winds and right, whatnot. Right. The snowboarding is the half pipe. The half right. pipe is basically it's right. Style. It's, right. It's, 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 an, it's, an, right. it's ice. I mean, yeah, there is some wind effect to it. There is. I mean, there, those no. guys had some wind that they had to yeah, kind of no. deal with. And when the conditions change, maybe that changes. Day, maybe that changes your exactly routine. The same. Right. Right. Like right. water is and water is never going to react the same way every single time. Right. So it's, it's going to be a humid. Is it right? But it's just the ability to go like apples to apples in Impossible. competitive serving is is closer. So where does that yeah, where yeah, does that yeah, spill can... over into everyday life when? Oh, it'll just come into it? Is this going to highlight it? And then all of a sudden there are municipalities across the country, across the world, oh, you know what that are going to be like, hey, skating's going to probably a pretty good 
hope. Yeah, so I like think about skating. I hope skating like skating to stay. In. Well, skating like if you, once the first skate park was built and someone or even like the first kid was like, I want to build a kicker and a rail on my driveway. They were like, that's a skate park, and like all of a sudden there was consistency as opposed to like still I'm gonna holly this curve. Still I'm gonna holly this curve. You know? Right, but now there's skate it goes. Parks. Maybe aside the and skate parks that are more public. Like maybe division creates a little skate area around the blocks here in Winwood, and then all of a sudden that creates your own outdoor skate park. That it's like not necessarily enclosed within a fence. Oh, I don't. There's a, there's a lot of promises <laughs> that I think that gets like shouted out through these innuendos. There's a little like subtleness, you know? Is that a breadcrumb that I, I need to follow? I don't know. So far, I think the things that I'm picking up are like, there's some sort of shaping that may be going down, some sort of skate park that may be going down. It's I don't like, know what you're talking about. I'm not stirring any pot at all. No, you never <laughs> We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Today. We do. What else we got? We got. Where are we at? On, we're on. We're like 40 minutes in. Show. 40 minutes have... in. Are we gonna go full hour? I don't know. I think we may got. I mean, oh, we got some topics. I'm gonna go get some more. Oh, right. drink. Okay, we'll, we'll keep this down for. All right, you talk. Thank you. Right. Thank you. This guy is great. You gotta invite him more often. Oh, talk shit. Listen, so, Joey Blasco's got that plenty unlocked for you. I wanted to go back to uh, learning to surf because this is a, a kind of a strange one for me. I kind of I talked about how uh, I wanted to. I was involved in other board sports. How uh, it was kind of going to happen at some point. Right. And when I finally started, did I started going actually surfing? Got a board. I'd have my folks take me out to the beach to go surfing. Happened at the exact same time that like internet happened. Ah. And so I used to like mid not early, or late nineties, like mid uh, like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, younger. Ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Like when you're getting the CDs of AOL like <laughs> mailed to your house. <laughs> that was when I was learning how to surf, and yes. I would I would put those things in, and then the first thing I'd go do, I was like, "There's got to be something to do with surfing in here somewhere." And I, lo and behold, like I would find things about surfing in these in these like. Wow, you were online. way more inquisitive on surfing than I was back then. That's I was awesome. Like, and uh, about '99, I found a website. So look at a magazine called Date. No, it was called. Well, it was Dateco Surf. What is now? Yes, Dateco Surf. Surf. And that's kind of where I knew more about you because you had just moved down here, and everybody was following Dateco Surf because that was kind of our like little surf blog area where everyone would talk story and kind of just talk about surf and blah blah blah. And I mean, I don't think we had a we had a cam. Yeah, yeah, right? no, you had a cam right, for a long right? Time. Because there was also SurfMiami.com. No, this is so the Dateco Surf started at the University of Miami by a researcher named Tom Cook. Tom Cook. And it used to be at, I remember the URL, it used to be at storm.rasmus.edu slash tilde cook slash surf. Can't use that URL anymore. No. But you could dial up davecosurf.com, which is where that site moved to after Tom uh, moved to... Right, because I remember surf. there was a certain point in which... Um, the guys over there handed you the reins. Well, that, that was years. That was like surf forecasting. That was because I remember you would chime in on, on certain yeah, blogs, yeah, yeah. and then everybody would hail you as like the man in surf blog in uh, surf forecasting. I was like, this Brad Wells. This it guy was, knows what's I, up. That was a and decade, I expected him to be like this really older guy. It was a decade after I found that website. Huh. I was ten years in. I found that site when I first came to school at the University of Miami and studied meteorology. 
that was like my Bible, and Tom and I shared notes, I followed the blog like that he wrote all the time, and then um, I left, the, the, it kept going, it kind of had momentum of its own, and then when I came back, um, their forecaster had moved to, uh, Greg moved to Costa Rica, right? And Greg uh, Gordon, yeah, what's up, Greg? Uh, CRSurf.com, check that out, great awesome. website. And um, yeah, I kind of felt it was like my responsibility. It was like uh, a website that let me go surfing right. in Florida when I moved here in 2000. And I was like, well, I kind of owe a debt of gratitude to the whole surf community here. And the community here, I think, owes you a debt of gratitude because you, you I mean, you've honestly have done a lot in the sense of um, being a little bit more accurate because our. Our surf reports are pretty squirrely, or our surf charts and how we do things yeah. in surf in general is really squirrely. It's hard. And it's so hard, and you, know, like you go off of blogs and stuff, and I'd always said, like, from the old timers to now, it's like you could have been surfing South Beach your whole life and still not figure it out. It's so Would hard. you say it's one of the most hardest and intriguing um, areas to kind of forecast? Yeah, With, I mean, without question. Our swell window is super narrow. The storms that pass through it move very, very, very quickly. Thank you. Um, Mazel. So it's, yeah, it's really hard. Um, but like I was saying, like I learned to surf through websites. NewYorkSurf.com was a forum that I used to um, be on like uh, all through the late 90s through the But do you remember the blog that was Gateco Surf? Yeah, and then people yeah. would kind of talk about surf and whatnot and this whatever. And, and I remember when they handed the when they, the guys were forecasting there, that was so good. And I the, rains, the internet is only like right. fifteen years ago. <laughs> they handed they handed it's the so reins over to him to forecast stuff. And I remember when Brad came on, Brad Wells, and I really kind of expected him to be like this older dude, but right? Because it's like you think meteorology, you think people have been studying it their whole lives, and you're like, oh, he's got probably like really weird eyebrows. I do. Like, <laughs> I do. This is getting a little with you there. Little bushy. And and he was much older. And you're not, and that's kind of cool. And he's kind of just like doing stuff. And I was saying, like, you know, our little local surf community owes him a little debt of gratitude as well as anybody what's, that's what's coming in. I came here in 2000. I went to school from 2000 to 2004. And you went for me wrong. Well, yeah, I wasn't you? Actually, I came back in 2000. I came to California in 2003. And then I came so back yeah, in 2000. You've been here longer, like, yeah. yeah. So you've been here for a minute. So yeah, you've been seven apartment where you, uh, like, yeah. Oh, awesome. 17 years. No, 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 no. I moved back to New York. Oh, uh, okay. 12 years? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I learned to surf like through the internet and like the NewYorkSurf.com forum. There's other guys that forecast for that region and like I compare notes and we do all the forecasts and my brother was a photographer. Um, he said like develop film in the, uh, in the that's like their dark room. Um, Still in, fan. In high school. And so like, my little brother would develop the film, take the photos, we started shaping boards, we started doing all this stuff up there like as the internet was happening at the same time and so my brother had like the banner for New York Surf was his photo and wow. like, we trade notes about shaping boards and where we were going. And that's how I learned all this stuff. And it was like from like you said, basically like a bunch of old guys right. that were like had an outlet right. to spout this stuff right. all of a sudden. And I just like Soaked it up. I'd, I'd take out every book at the, uh, the public library about surfing, stuff like that. So as a kid, you obviously have the internal 
endless energy to want to learn I wish and I stuff. Had energy so where, what, what, exactly, what, where does someone go with that now? That might be a little bit older, looking to maybe surf. That loves the culture, loves that they see it. Right, but yeah, <laughs> thank but you, surfing.com. That is the place. If you want to go surfing, come here. Like we will get you sorted out. That's what it. does someone that is older, right? Obviously, because yeah. we all have our things where I'm too old, I can't learn to surf. Mm -hmm. I'm in my 30s, I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s, whatever. I can't surf anymore. That's so funny. Oh, we're, we're doing it's like looking at my phone. I'm so rude, sorry. It's so rude. Uh, uh, but like, where do you go? Where do you go? Local, I mean, obviously, local surf shop. Right. For sure. First stop, go into the local surf shop, say, I want to surf. And. <laughs> Going to learn to surf, I'll be like, hey, I'm a kook, I want to learn to surf. Yeah, for hey, sure. But seriously, you, look, everybody's a kook at one point or another, right? Exactly. Like, still a kook. Still am. That's how you, I lob that one for whoever wants to take it. Lob it like this. Still a kook. That's how you got to do it. Hashtag still a kook. And the faster you admit that, the faster you'd be admitted into the tribe of surfers. Right. It's like, I'm a kook. You're like, yeah, yeah, me too. Right. I'm working on this. You're working on that. Or you have the other person that's like, I'm a kook. It's like, well, beat it. <laughs> you're like, go down that way. And, but at least, you know, you get something. But you're right. I think they're more, I think nowadays from surf shops and stuff like that, there are more people that are willing to go ahead and help you if you're honest about things. Like if you sit in the water and you're looking all awkward and stuff, you're like, and if you, and I've had people come to me like, I don't want to get in your way. Just tell me where you want me. You're like, oh, you're cool. That's Listen, cool shit. Yeah, right. Because at the end of the day, you're like, cool. I'm glad you're yeah. at least aware enough to say, I'm not that great. I, am I in your fucking way? And then you have to say, hey, move down this way or move down that way. The currents are moving in a certain direction. It's going to pull a, you that's to That's another thing. I mean, you know, how many times have, I mean, not necessarily Miami, but how many times have you had to like jump off your board and have to like save somebody before you drop? Right. Okay, so this is a whole other topic. Right. Like, who's got another hour? Surfers. I <laughs> should maybe we should save that for another day right. because that is a yeah, really good yeah, topic yeah. because it's true. I've had uh, to do that in Nicaragua. I've had to do, I've right. had to do that in Costa Rica. It's, and it's like, I'm from Miami. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, believe it or not, Miami is probably the most dangerous place to learn how to surf with the with the rips. Sure. And. Well, it's like a river mouth. It's like you're trying, you're, you're figuring out like, like tides, wind. But it's like that victory at sea northeast chop. I mean, yeah. that's some dangerous shit. I mean, you get I you get held that. down. You get held down for for, for a couple yeah. minutes. I mean, that's fucking paranoia right there. Right. Well, I mean, well, we have a jetty that sits the south of us at the south end of the beach, and with the northeast wind that's coming against that, everything kind of gets just piled in there. Yeah. It's just, like a, like, it's, like a, it's just like a, it's like a cesspool. It, it's just a like, washing yeah. machine of shit. But those peaks are fucking pretty exhilarating, and it's one of those things where you're just like yeah, the crap. Right, it is like well. full kamikaze, like victory at sea, right? right. Yeah. And some people just, like it. Just go out there. Every twentieth wave is makeable. Well, and that, oh my god, I got a great right. drop. Right, yeah. and, and, and that's after like Katona. super fitness of like for 20 minutes you're paddling north constantly just to be able to like Get not lose ground. as much ground. You're losing ground, but not lose as much so that at least when that set comes through, hopefully you're like in position on that part of the sandbar that can take that wave as it comes across that rip that's coming across the face. <laughs> Just before you get to the everything has to be perfect. Right. I mean, stars have to align. Abacuses have to happen. Right. You know. <laughs> All right, but this is us. This is what we do. Seriously, to, to, to continue to be a surfer, in, at least in Miami, I mean, South Florida. You know, once you get past Bahama Islands, that you're actually getting yep. some Palm Beach and North. Right, Palm Beach and North. Right. Out of the to shadow. continue to surf in Broward. 
Broward, Dade County, like, you gotta really be a fucking masochist. Yeah, really 17 Street people in Fort Lauderdale. Like, like, That's what we're talking about. You know? <laughs> Although I know about your little secret spot just south of there. All right, well, there's, uh, well, we talked about learning how to surf. We talked about surfing and snowboarding in the Olympics. That we have not talked about having a quiver of boards. And one of the things that uh, we try to do at Thank You Surfing is try to make surfing slightly more welcoming and approachable to people. People may not realize what a quiver is or why you would even have more than one surfboard. So, Where do you think they got the term quiver? Ah. You should read some of these comments. Like, you guys need to like incorporate. I know, but we were we were hoping that we'd have a third person, and she would be a lot better looking than you. And uh, I'm not no offense, Sorry, but you do have gray hair, by the way. And we thought Sorry, that with that third person, we yeah, kind of what about head high, four, four second period, period paddle outs? Out. Uh, yeah. All right, so we are getting some Where's comments here. Rudy, you know Rudy. I invited you. Oh, Joey is back in. Joey Blasco is a flamer. Oh, you know, see, I saw the Santi like, oh, look, hey, look, Nestor, I still love you. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> so uh, you're talking about how South Beach can be very tricky to surf because it could be pretty much flat, or it could be giant overhead. Are you shop. Get, are you getting Nestor screaming at you? Or there could be seconds. someone yelling at you about dropping in or coming too close or whatever. And so you need to have <laughs> a whole quiver of boards. Right. And a quiver is just a selection. For people that are uninitiated, that um, well, I find that I paid you for that. I paid for that ding, asshole. I'm sorry, I'm just reading the comments. I paid you for that. Sorry, I paid you for that ding. Well, I find it interesting that a quiver is also what the um, uh, archeris archers is that what they're called? Archers, 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 rowad. It's weird, those certain words that just you can't even say, archers. Or you have a quiver of arrows, arrows. Yes. right? Many so, different arrows for different things. Right. So I wonder, <laughs> and if or, that is where it came from. It's got to come from that. Right. But I find that you could probably nail your quiver uh -huh. on three boards. Okay. So you're talking about the three board quiver. Three five seven, a five eight, and five nine. No. <laughs> <laughs> hipsters, really. Honestly. I mean, uh, to surf at South Beach. And if you want to do the 200 day thing, like uh, right. we were talking about earlier, right. you're going to have to have a longboard. Guaranteed. You'll never I, get rid of your longboard. Why I, is it so hard to find a used longboard, longboard out there? Because nobody lets go of it. Uh -huh. Let me tell you that I have a bad hip. And because of it, listen, I'm old. I wish we could do stuff where it was like yeah. hashtag so, old man problems. Yeah, old man problems. So, yeah, I have a fun board. I have a 7.0. And that thing is the funnest fucking thing ever. I, I, I enjoy it. Seven and I would never have like even fathomed that I'm, and when I'm do you pushing ride? up to fucking 40 so when do you, like, when do you well, I want to keep surfing so yeah when do you ride when it's Most good or when it's no bad. definitely not when it's good it's when it's shit but uh -huh. but I can see myself at least learning how to like maneuver the board like you know stepping back uh -huh. stepping on the tail you know getting up to the nose to get into you know like right. a short pound right. or whatever so if I want to keep I mean look we're all gonna get old you're all doing it. So More eventually, you got, if you want to keep surfing, eventually you're gonna have to get it's to that different adjust. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's another reason to have a quiver. You right. Know, like and uh, equipment is a lot in just every sport. Am I wearing a wetsuit? Am I not wearing a wetsuit? 
uh, the waves have a lot of push, or the waves kind of backing off and mushy, which as a Florida surfer was something new for me when I first went west coast to go surf over there, was he thought you would use your same board and it kind of work out well, but all of a sudden the constriction of the wetsuit, the little bit extra weight Wait, that pulled on, well, you, all of a sudden helped me back a little bit. In the west coast you can get away with just having like one board. You can't. Well, right, because the waves are good nonetheless. But, yeah. but let's go back to the, the long board. I mean, I feel like down here, because you don't find longboards for sale used all that often, it's yeah, because yeah. everybody holds on to it. So I tell <laughs> yeah, people, I'm like, they're like, oh, longboard, I'd love to be able to have something I don't have to go ahead and adjust to. I'm like, trust me, you're always gonna need a longboard. Yeah. I mean, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, seven and a half yeah, I wouldn't say longboard. I mean, anything like seven to eight foot. Right. Yeah. I call those. Well, longboard is like nine foot and up, right? Eight foot and up, hypothetically. Eight and a half. I go nine and up for a longboard. Right? Yeah, that's what well, I mean. Yeah. If you really want to have a longboard, but yeah, I mean, for the shorter people out there, I like to take the okay. same sort of outline of longboard <laughs> and squish it down into the seven to eight. Joy Beach. <laughs> I didn't say it either. But the how many boards would you say? Special. You know, something that fits uh, in your elevator in your building, which is unique from what I have a car with the right. the seat down or something. Yeah, at least something you can like to get the hatchback. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I, yeah. but I feel like yeah. most cars, if you're able to go from the trunk all the way straight through, you can right. get a nine zero in there. Yeah, you still can't close the trunk. Yeah, you can. I've seen. I've seen it. It's crazy. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then even in elevators, they're roughly so nine foot and change from corner yeah. to corner. So in most elevators, you're able to kind of get a <laughs> nine footer at least in there. But what would? How many boards would you say? You would. How many boards would you have as your quiver? How many? Like, I mean, that you feel. Okay, let's, let's go. Oh my! Let's go. That I, bare minimum. Three, bare minimum. Gotta have at least three. 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 Yeah. Bare minimum. Right. So I'm just saying, if three. you were just to go minimum, because you got, you're on the budget, right? So I personally, let me go oh and throw mine out there. I'm gonna have longboard. I'm you going to have. Have to anybody wants. For a search. <laughs> Sells it to us. Are you serious? So yeah. I, I would up. do. I would do a longboard. I would do a fat. A little full volume board from nose to tail, rail to rail. Something that's kind of quirky for like your thigh to chest like high. Like hipster board? I guess. Okay. Whatever. Like your, something that would be comparable okay, so to yeah, a retro fish. A longboard retro fish. Yeah. And then uh, like, uh, you know, you're kind of like your thumb tail for me because I'm a big boy. Uh, you know, fuller, you know, fuller board. That's your like you're anywhere between 6'0 and top 6'3. And I'm 5'11. So like I feel like nowadays you're getting your standard shortboard for a real wave. At your height to uh, no more than three inches above. In Florida? Uh, I think in general, like if you're surfing in most places, and that's just me. I mean, it depends on, look, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're, even, even if, even if it's if, a shortboard that's going to be a regular shortboard, how tall are you? That's what I'm saying. It depends on, what like, would your real shortboard be? My real shortboard. Wait, how, how, how tall are you? Five uh, eleven. Like your shortboard, what would you, what my, the last shortboard and only shortboard I bought in. Twenty years is uh, five eight. That's, short board. That's short. Yeah. How many liters? Yeah. How many liters and thirty-one liters. Okay. Right. And nine. Five right? eight. Nineteen. Huh? Nineteen. What board is it? Uh, Hippo crypto. Ah, the quiver killer. That, that's, well, that's why they call yeah, it the quiver killer. And like, it's such a one board for everything. You can ride that thing as a short board as well as. No, you can't. You really can't. Really? No. I've, I've definitely... You tried it on smaller surf? Yes. I've ridden it in smaller stuff. I have no other stuff. choice. I have to. Right. I've ridden it in bigger exactly. stuff. I've, I mean, it has... Do you like it on the smaller or the bigger? But the thing uh, is, but, but but that that Hipto, that 5.8, as a, as a shortboard, really translates into like uh, your 5.11. Yeah. Would Which, translate to a 6.0. 
You, well, which I guess identity wise, if you were going for a hippo, because the hippo is more of a hybrid version five, of your short board. And is it like, is that like a short board? No, I'm your standard. What do you weigh? 170 pounds, 32 liters, 195 to two bills. I'm at 33 to 37 liters. I'm going. Wait, wait. I'm going. I'm going up to 33 liters. Oh, we gotta get, we gotta end because oh. uh, we're we're gonna get cut off on Instagram. Oh, 32 seconds That's remaining. It, we, get, well, um, we only get maybe yeah. an hour. Yeah, I so think all, thank um, you guys for joining us. Uh, this is Talk Story episode number six. I'm Chris from Division and First Surf Shop. This is Santi Signs, and he's got some of the best hair you'll ever find. Mark Ammons, you've got Brad some Brad Wells, so thank you for serving. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye!